Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome into Missing the Points, part of the Electrocast Network, specifically brought to you by the Winner's Edge Podcast Network. We're so excited to be a part of Winner's Edge because we're all winners around here because uh, we control the narratives. So whatever happens, we, we, just, we, we win. We, we decide. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, downloading, pressing play, waiting for your last podcast to end and you happen to just be have this one next up. Uh, to the power ranking show, I love doing this show. We're we're we've only got a few weeks left uh, to to talk about who the best tip teams in the NFL are. What was so great about this season, I think, is that the power rankings were ever shifting, and that's not just because Bobby's medication was changing. It's because the NFL well, that's was true, but <laughs> that's also true. But it, it's because the the NFL was such a there was a lot of parity, like we said, which I think is the goal of this league. I think they're trying for parity every year. Uh, which they should probably introduce a lottery system in their draft, but that's a whole other conversation. But I think uh, it's been a really fun season. We, we've we've learned a lot about a lot of different teams. We've really nailed down the format of the show to make it a lot of fun to produce and a lot of fun to listen to, I'd, I'd like to think. And uh, we have, me and Bobby just have one very special guest this week, a member of this parish, of this podcast. We have uh, Mike Marcangelo, who we haven't seen on the power ranking show in a few, a good few weeks. I think you've done this season though, right, Mike? You've been here for at least one. I think three, three. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a little bit of a blur for me because we you know, when you do this every week, it's, it starts to feel like a nine to it's five. It's been a while though. I think the last time we were on was like week minute. five, right? Week six. Yeah. You like, you were just coming to grips with the fact that I was right about the Cowboys. That's right. Remember. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. It's all coming yeah, back yeah. to me. It's all coming back to me. Well, we're glad to have you back. I mean, this is a Thanks fun three-man tandem. A lot has happened since you were last on the show. And Bobby's power rankings are are a little they're 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 fun. <laughs> they've got some they've got something to say. But Bobby, before we get into all that, I think we should do what's probably gonna be the last round, if I'm not mistaken, of cross-offs. I think we're gonna get rid of basically everybody that we haven't already, if I'm not mistaken. But remind me as we go through cross-offs being like they're either mathematically out of the playoffs or they're so bad that they're irrelevant, even if they are game-winning uh, teams. If they do have enough of a record to stay in the playoffs after this week, we should still be crossing them off at this point because we know, I think we know what we need to know about teams. So uh, let's just go through, I usually go south to east of both conferences. <laughs> so let's just do that. So the Texans, we already crossed off. The Colts, we already crossed off. The Jags we actually kept alive last week, Bobby. I think. Yeah. 
because we had one dissenter. And now they have one more win, uh, which I did predict over the Titans. So are we going to leave the Jags and the Titans to fight it out for, for the AFC South? Or what do you think? I mean, I think we have to, right? I mean, you look at the Titans now. The Titans are in a bit of a free fall. Derrick Henry's minutes added up, like we always say. That's what yeah. happens. So I think we got to keep them just because of the 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 youth and the youngness of the char- of the Jaguars. Youngness. And they look, you like that? I, the youth Trev- and the youngness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So basically, they're old. Uh, so um, Tre- Trevor Lawrence looked amazing, though. I got to say, he was. I think he might be the real deal. This past week, he might be the real deal. I'm really glad we didn't cross them off. I, I wanted to, and either Joe or Ray talked me out of it. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, Mike, are we are we going to see possibly uh, the Titans drop out at number one? Is there time for the top Titans to drop out at number one in the AFC South? Or are the, are the Jaguars going to win that division? I mean, there, there's definitely time. And the fact that the Jaguars are now five and eight, and the Titans don't look like they, they know what to do on offense. I thought that in the first quarter of that game, I think what Derrick Henry had 98 yards rushing. And then uh, he had 120 or 119 yards rushing in the first half. He had two yards rushing in the second half. Yeah. So like they, they, they adjusted. Trevor Lawrence looked like really good. And Evan Ingram looked like the tight end and he looked like back in, uh, back in New York all those years ago. So he had the, he had the day of the season, I think, right? Like he went for bananas. Yeah. 11 for 160 and two touchdowns. I mean, that's that's what you want out of a tight end. Uh, you got to say, too, I, just I mean, don't. if the Titans fall behind, they're screwed. They're done. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think yeah. what it is, is it looks to me like a well-coached team, and I do think Vrabel is a good coach. I, I, I have asked myself the question, like, am I a little bit informed by the bias of, like, growing up in New England, even though I'm not a Patriots fan? Like, I always liked Mike Vrabel. He's a very likable personality in the NFL, and I think he's a very likable coach. But I actually do think he puts together a good team. There's just yep. clear personnel deficiencies in the Titans. We've been talking about it all season. It makes it hard to get excited about them past Derrick Henry's first six weeks. And I think as much as he's like an unbelievable alien of a player, like, and he can do no wrong when, it, when he's on in his day, I think it's really difficult to watch the Titans not have anything else other than Derrick Henry. It makes it... Right. As much as I want to say Mike Vrabel's a good coach and I want to believe he's a good coach, it's not as if he has to like do a lot other than shoot the biggest cannon on the field most of the time. So until the like Tannehill, you know, that that rotating cast of characters becomes solidified, their defense is more consistent throughout the season. Uh, I don't have much to say or, or care about the Tennessee Titans. I think we were right about them. We've said the whole season that, you know, they're not going to be a factor come around. Oh, I don't know. Fuck it. The week of December, right <laughs> December yeah. uh, like 11th or 12th. It's, so, you know, it, it, it was a foregone conclusion. It's also, uh, you have to look no further than the fact that a team that's first in the, in, in the division, they fire their GM. And, yeah. it, and not a good look. Not a yeah. good look. Right. Like, but, well, but clearly something's not fucking right. Not well, right behind it, the scenes. And, and you think about, too, the timing of that right after that Eagles game where they saw A.J. Brown go off. Like, the owner saw that and was like, this is the offense that you left us with, and no, this yeah. is the guy you traded. Are you out of your mind? You're out. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely something. There's some dysfunction going on behind the scenes. I think Brable's yeah. exactly the kind of guy that would like shield the public from that dysfunction too. Like, I don't think he's he doesn't have loose, loose lips. He comes from a place of of keeping your shit together, uh, i.e. the 2001 plus Patriots. Do you remember when? Uh, who was it that? What? Which Steeler was it that played towards the end of his career? 
in Harrison. New England. Harrison. Yeah. James Harrison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And James Harrison played in, in New England. He was like, I don't know, man. Like, they don't let you say shit around here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they, like, they make you keep your mouth shut. And uh, you do, it was sort of level as a criticism of the Steelers, which, you know, I don't know. I mean, the Antonio Browns of the world in that locker room, it's hard to keep a lid up. But I think Vrabel comes from that culture. And I think you're not going to hear shit uh, as long as he's the head coach. But, and I do like him. But yeah, the, the Titans don't really mean anything. And there's a ton of arm talent in Trevor Lawrence. Like, he's, he's all arm talent. And I don't think any, it doesn't matter which quarterback you have coming out fresh from college, having, having to deal with Urban Meyer and fucking Jacksonville. Like, I just don't think that they're going to look that good. So, so we bad. can give him a pass, I think, on his first year. Judge him on this year, say that there's positive signs, and like maybe we'll be talking about him in the power rankings next year. But that's not this show. So nobody from the AFC South is fucking crossed off there. That's great. We already, uh, nobody knew. We already crossed off the Steelers. We already crossed off the Browns. And we were right. We were right about the putrid Ravens and the and the Cincinnati Bengals. Admittedly, they are banged up. Lamar Jackson's not in there, so you can't really judge them completely. But we did have a sneaking suspicion that they were sort of frauds. And their record is a little pumped up. And with the Bengals moving the way that they are, Mike, same question. The Bengals are winning this division now, right? I mean, that's just going to yeah. happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and with uh, with everything that's going on with Lamar and then, and then Huntley getting banged up as a backup, I mean, Harbaugh is a great coach, but he, the, the Ravens have always been predicated on uh, on, a, on a great defense. Their defense is fucking trash this year. It's bad. It's, it, bad. it's real. It's real bad. And you know they're just and they're in a situation in that division where the Bengals are getting better and healthier, and they're they're getting worse and and injury prone. So, so yeah, are we gonna are we gonna cross the Ravens off? If yeah. I get a vote in this, I, I would cross the Ravens off. I mean, if we're if we're it's talking nine Super wins, Bowl, we're gonna if you're talking Super Bowl, we can cross them off on that because there's no goddamn chance they're getting to the Super Bowl. But they're going to the playoffs at least, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that if you're if we want to litigate the, the definition of a cross off, they're not championship contenders anymore, right? Like I think they were for seven weeks. Like there, you could make an argument. But now I, I would have a lot of trouble with somebody trying to make it, and it doesn't sound like anyone in this show is going to do it, but I'd have a lot of trouble with someone trying to make an argument that the, that the Baltimore Ravens are championship material. Yeah, you know my opinion on them, man. They're, they're putrid. They had to pull out <laughs> a, a last-second win against, I mean, I mean, I guess the Broncos kind of woke up this week, but that week they were awful, and they almost, they almost lost the goddamn Broncos, man. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't be a championship-contending team and win ten to nine against the worst goddamn offense and football team I've seen so far this season. So yeah, it's bad. It's especially bad because it's the Broncos, and like they might not be the actual like on paper worst team, but like man, they're close. Well, it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even close. the the Broncos playing up and getting up to play right. the Ravens. You know what right. I mean? It was right. just two dog shit teams. It, just a, ba- a, ba- a yeah. bad a bad a bad yeah. product a bad product, yeah. which is not which which is actually this season especially pretty rare. I feel like we've yeah. had a lot of good games brought to us by on paper, bad teams. Let's uh, okay. We're crossing the Ravens off. Fuck it. Cross we're crossing them off. We're crossing them off. I don't even give a shit anymore. Lamar Jackson <laughs> deserves better. I, I think at this point, I, I, I want, I don't want to relitigate the conversation at the start of next season about how he doesn't have the arm talent, blah, 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 blah. He's, he's had one of the best seasons of his career. He's gone from, from good to better every single season. They have clearly not put the right personnel around him, especially his defense. He'd have two more wins, like that. I that you can cite directly if his t- if his team was in any if his defense was in any way good. 
And then it put him at 11 wins, right? So yeah, I just don't buy it. I, I, I don't buy the idea of, of, a, of a Lamar Jackson being at fault for this. I think that there's just a lot of personnel holes around the way. So yes, great. We've, we've crossed the Ravens off. What a fucking, what a turn up for the books that is. We crossed the nine and four team off here in the, this week in December. That's great. I, I love that we did that. That's a, we're, we're Billy big balls here on uh, missing the point. All right. Broncos are crossed off. Obviously we already crossed off the Raiders. Nothing we can do about that. Embarrassing fucking showing from, <laughs> from them. Uh, let, let Baker Mayfield emerge. That's absurd. So, yeah, but- so, so far this season, Josh McDaniels has lost to a coach who has coached two games in his entire career and was a center most of his career. And now a co- for, he was a center two years ago, not most of his career, his whole career. And then now has lost to Baker Mayfield, who was cut two, th- what, three days before that game. They brought him in three days before the game, and he, and he beat the Raiders. He knew like three plays. He leaves a, a 14 point I, it, it sh- The thing is, is it showed. It, it's not as if he came in there and like we did a show, Bob, me and you. I think it was the Power Ranking show last week. And then we like signed off on our computers, <laughs> closed our laptops, <laughs> trotted into our little living rooms with our little wives and girlfriends and uh, threw on the end of the, the fucking Raiders uh, Rams game. And Baker Mayfield was there stunting on him. And looking like, I mean, he dropped the ball at one point. He went the wrong direction for a handoff at one point, but he got the job done. And I don't think that's because Baker Mayfield was uh, was an unbelievable quarterback that we didn't know this whole time. I think it's because the, the Raiders are alarmingly bad, uh, hilariously bad. And I think that Josh McDaniels was getting propped up by a much better head coach his whole career. And I think you've taken two punts on him now as a head coach. And I think we can all call it a day. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, I'm sure you've got a nice nest egg to retire on, but. Yeah, no, I'm not crossing off the churches because they're looking like themselves all of a sudden, if you ask me. And, and I, I think they're finally it's it's taken weeks and weeks for for them to look like how I thought they would look. As you know, I, I had an early call for Herbert to be the MVP. He looked every bit that this week, if you ask me, if he had a, if he played like that every week, then he would have a, a, an MVP call. Obviously, he doesn't now. They've been beat up and injured, but I'm not making that excuse. I just think that the coaching over there could use a little bit of improvement. I think when Herbert plays Herbert's game, I think he looks unbelievable. There's no way I'm crossing the charges off. I think they could sneak in for a wild card game. At least they could sneak into the playoffs and do something. So unless anyone wants me to cross the charges off, I'm not doing it. I'm actually a little bad. They didn't make 10th on the power rankings to be quite honest with you, but I understand why you did what you did. Obviously the chiefs. No, because we're going to talk about them later. Uh, the jets last week, I was convinced the jets were making the playoffs. Convinced the Jets were making the playoffs. But now when you look at the AFC East, Bills 10 wins, Dolphins 8 wins, Patriots 7 wins, Jets 7 wins. Like We've talked about the Jets like they were this, this the fucking second coming on this show because of like good coaching, really fun defensive players. But And we've talked about the Patriots like they're yesterday's news. They have the same amount of fucking wins, Bob. <laughs> so like the Jets are annoying to play, but like are they going to make the playoffs and are they going to do anything if they get there? Can we cross I mean, out the Jets? No, no, I, I, I don't think so. I, I just because, you know, it's, Patriots it's, off already and they're technically third in the AFC East. I'm just saying. No, is that uh, they're fourth? No, they're Aren't technically they? third, technically third. On the oh, yeah, cause, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, because they have seven they, wins each. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I this, 
we crossed the Patriots off already, and they're ahead of the yeah. Jets. Oh, what I would say as an ad, like as an advocate to keep the Jets on the list, is that their wins were defiantly different than the Patriots' wins. I mean, they went in, they went in, and or they, they let Buffalo come into their you know their stadium, and they beat them, and then they they almost went up to Buffalo and beat them with uh, with Mike White leaving uh, for injury twice during that game. I think he got crunched, crunched <laughs> twice. My God, twice. I've never seen someone bend like that in my entire life. That one Poor hit Bastion. was absurd. Yeah, yeah, it was. But there's so many more positives about the Jets. Yeah, that I, I think you have to keep them on. You can't cross them off yet. All right. Right, so I mean, just I, how how bad the Ravens actually look and, and have been performing <laughs> that we cross them off and we're sitting here like seven and six Jets? No, no. Ravens, well, fucking get them out of here. If it was only about the wins and losses, we wouldn't be here having the conversation, right? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you have to you have to do the eye test. You have to look at what actually matters when it comes to who they might play round one, like all, all this different stuff. It, it all factors in. And I do think that the Jets have the, like, I could see the Jets rattling off three wins in a row from here. Like, just, I could yeah. see it happening, whoever they're playing. No fucking way the Ravens are doing that. No okay. way. So I, especially without Lamar, like maybe with Lamar, maybe, but even then I'd be skeptical. So it really is just about like where we go from here. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's getting tight. It's getting tight. Like we're, 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 we're ruthless over here. All right, let's move to the NFC. We already crossed the Saints off. You guys wouldn't let me cross up either the Falcons or the Panthers. Which is a good thing. Yeah, we're not crossing them off still. It's only because the one Bucks, game back, bro. The Bucks. I mean, Mike, I think I mean, it's all coming back to me now. The last time you were on the show, you and I actually were in agreement that the world was going to right itself. And Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to start to look like they were supposed to look with the paper, pay, on paper talent that they have, especially the quarterback position. Can I ask you real quick, just because Tampa Bay is not on the power rankings. And I had, you know, we had a conversation with Joe and Ray about this last week. Is Tom Brady finally showing his age or is no. it a system head coach talent issue down there in Tampa? I think, I mean, I think he's showing his age in the sense that he can't be behind a depleted offensive line and, and still, and still like make magic. Right. Totally. I mean, the, the two comfort behind wins since the last time I was on here, tell me that I mean, at any Tom given Brady's moment, still Tom Brady, right? yeah. he's still a fucking assassin, right? But at 45, he's he's throwing the ball on average 48 times a game. You can't. I mean, what what the fuck do you offer him? Yeah, I think he's doing the. I think he's doing the best that he can right now. I agree. I mean, I think there's a lot of people quick to say. This is some people members of this this specific parish very quick to say. You know who you are, Joe. Very quick to say that that uh, Tom Brady is is a shell of himself all of a sudden. But I mean. I look at it from a slightly different perspective. I look at it from the fact that he's playing at this level at all at 45 is impressive. And I think if he's made any mistakes, it's not physically he's falling apart or mentally he's falling apart. I think maybe there was just a little bit of an ego issue with the reshuffling and the coaching. And I think maybe Bruce Arians deserved a little bit more credit for how he put that team together. Maybe, maybe. Obviously, there's like some differences. There's some swagger about guys that got championships that fucked off to other teams and like all this stuff obviously plays a part but it's it's tough to to drop that albatross around tom brady's neck i think because if you they're the only thing i would say to argue this is if you dropped him into minnesota right now oh minnesota immediately oh. become the favorites for the yeah. super bowl 
no doubt. No doubt. So, right. so you can't say, oh, Tom Brady's falling apart when you know that that fact is true. If you dropped him into Miami, right? They become the oh. favorites for the Super Bowl. If you dropped him into, fuck it, dude. If you dropped him into Arizona right now, I bet he wins out <laughs> with DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's the fact of the matter is a lot of people want Tom Brady to be done. But now that he's divorced, like, I think he might have an offseason to remember and come back to 46. <laughs> and, and, and he's going to uh, recoup some of that, that, that crypto debt. But I mean, at 45 years old, we all suffer. 45 years old, he's uh, like fourth in the league in passing yards, like with 3,600, 17 touchdowns, five picks. I mean, he's better, than, he's better than half the quarterbacks in the league. If, in, right. if you, I think what, what speaks to that it's more of, like Mike just said, it's more of the O-line issue, too. If you look at Tampa Bay and his two-minute drill stats, it's a completely different story with how their offense plays and how everything. They, they're they first they're good. in the league. Yeah, they're good, right. So he's, first, always been, he's always been the best two-minute drill quarterback in the NFL, though, and they're probably in the history of the NFL, right? Like without, that, without, if that, if that hasn't changed, if that and, hasn't changed, then he hasn't changed. Exactly. Right. exactly. They, they have 4.3 points per drive. Uh, he's four and oh, uh, touchdown to interceptions, uh, 23 first downs so far this season and end of, end of game two minute drills. And, and the reason for that, I feel like, is because, you know, the offensive line doesn't or the defensive line doesn't have a chance to to catch their breath. They don't have a chance yeah. to rush to pass on that. And when Brady has that time, he's Tom Brady. And it, it's period. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. There's there's 31 other fan bases in the NFL other than Tampa Bay, and I think if 28 of them told you that they wouldn't take Tom Brady on their team, they'd be fucking lying to you. <laughs> as, yeah, as, yeah as, full of still, shit. Still, I think if, if you have Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, I probably wouldn't take him in Chicago, but that's only because, like, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, in Justin Fields, but you could probably talk me into him coming and teaching Justin Fields how to be better. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just... I, for me, uh, being like a non-Patriots fan, but growing up in New England, I've had my moments of wanting him to not do good because I have to listen to you fucking assholes all the time. But having moved out of New England, what I realized the talk about Tom Brady equates to most of the time is a lack of knowledge about greatness. <laughs> like that's, yep. that's what happens when people in Los Angeles talk to you about Tom Brady because you're just like, well, I mean, I, I get it. I, I've been annoyed by him. But ever since I saw that comeback against the Falcons, I've pretty much been decided that he's the best one and doubt him at your peril so i will maybe not this season i think there's still a chance that either the panthers or the falcons win the division even though i think it probably still will be tampa but if he has a little bit of a weird offseason and he ends up in a team that there's a i could think of five teams off the top of my head that have a ton of talent and don't have a good quarterback that he could walk right into so down him at your peril, like we said. All right, we're crossing up the Bears, unfortunately. But like I said, watch out for his next season. Most salary cap available to any team. We got a high draft pick because we lost all these games. And Justin Fields is definitely <laughs> the truth. So we'll see. Uh, the Packers, I don't know if they crossed them off or not yet, but we can, right? Oh, cross yeah, that cross motherfucker. So glad Mike's please. here for that. He loves he yeah. loves crossing up Aaron Rodgers. That, yeah. That's an in honor of Mike. We've kept him alive this time. We're like, we can't cross <laughs> him off until Mike comes back. Love that. I love that for him. I, I mean, it's not really worth talking about. At the end of the day, I think that they came in. It's pretty simple to me. They came in and they tried to rejigger an offense that would never have worked for Aaron Rodgers. You need a coach that can coach the West Coast offense for it to work. I think he has weapons there, but I think that 
as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers and mother record, I don't really think it's been his fault. Like you, you used him wrong this year. Like you just did. So we'll see. I, I mean, I, I still don't think he's a winner as far as, uh, you know, really digging in and, and winning multiple Super Bowls. I, I'm still off the hope that he'll end with one and that's too many. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think this season is necessarily his fault. I, I think that offense was run badly. I think that they're, but also he never really wanted to buy into it. So, right. I, what do you I think I, about Aaron Rodgers strength. It's throw. It's, it's the 10 to 15 yard passes and then deep balls when it's needed, when needed he hits him yeah. on the money, yeah. on the money. But this season has been screens. It's been, you know, all stuff behind. Tried to I make think, him into Tom Brady or Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo or something. I, I think it, they lead the league in throws underneath five yards so far that's this year. And game, that's, that's not, not how right. you win with Aaron Rodgers. But like even he's not even an underneath throw type of guy. He actually is more of like a he'll hit a guy 12 to 13 yards away from the line of scrimmage. Right. right. But it's 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 an it's he's putting it where the receiver can only his receiver can catch it. But he's killing you in between your linebackers, and your safeties. That's where he, that's where he, I watched him always kill the Bears. Just kill them, kill them, kill them right in that spot. And it's like, what do you do? Do you pull up a safety? Because then he's going to fuck kill you on the deep ball. What do you do? Do you drop down a linebacker? Well, then he's going to kill you on the run because he's always had good running backs. It's tough, but he just, they're just not running the right system there in Green Bay. I love it. I'm happy about it, but I, I can't directly blame him. I mean, Mike, I'm not asking you to defend Aaron Rodgers, but uh, so, you agree, right? Yeah. So the t- two things that I, I'm going to say is like, it, it would be, uh, I try to stay, you know, uh, I try to stay true to my take, but as a Tom Brady like sicko fan, I cannot, I I cannot criticize Aaron Rodgers for not being able to do the one of the things that Brady was never able to do, and that's elevate younger talent. Uh, and when he got older, like he Fair. he had his favorites, he picked them. And uh, I, the one thing I wanted to say though is like uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, yards per completion over his career, leading up to this season, were was eleven point four, which yards is per super completion. fucking high for a quarterback. But this season, it's five point eight. There you that's- go. There That's, you go. But that, yeah, That's I mean, which we, we just, I mean, your stats right. just proved everything we were just talking about. Like right. on, on the eye test and the stats finally lined up. It's, it's no, yeah. but Watson could be a really good receiver. He's good, man. He's good. Like, he's fast. Yeah, he's really fast. And, yeah, and, I like Lazard too. I mean, I think they yeah. have some, I think they have some weapons there. But you got to get the ghost of Randall Cobb out of there. Uh, and <laughs> if you get, if you, get a, if you get a fast number one again, they they're going to be right back where they were if, if he if he wants to do. Do you it see him forever. playing in Green Bay next year? Because again, there's there's five teams that that you could that need a quarterback that have all the weapons. I don't see him going to the Vikings. Like for I think his, yeah, contract, but the, his contract is pretty abysmal to try and trade. I think. Yeah, he's I, also I, enough of a he's also enough of a cock that like he could make that trade happen. If we're being honest, and there's a dude <laughs> yeah, waiting but, in the wings. There's a dude waiting in the wings. Do you think Do you think he sacrifices any payday of his to go to a different team? Because I don't. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that to not beat him with the stick of like, I don't think he's ever been like a payday chaser. I think Brady always puts great quarterbacks to shame with the, his behavior when it comes to money, uh, at least direct contract money. When he wanted to build good teams, he took pay cuts. That was also when he was married to one of the richest women in the world and uh, he didn't really need the money. And I don't know how his investments are doing and we are hitting a recession. So like, who knows? But Rogers, you're right, was never that guy. He he very much played the I was the number one overall pick card all the time. And I earned my contract card all the time. And they weren't really able to put high contracts around him in his time in Green Bay. And I think that that did probably prevent him from a couple of Super Bowls. I mean, 
if I think he's, I saw some stat, I don't have it in front of me, but it's something along the lines of like Aaron Rodgers has had one first overall pick or what one first round pick and is in his weapon uh, arsenal at, at wide receiver or tight end in the history of his, of his uh, offense. I think something ludicrous like that. I think it was just Randall Cobb was the first round pick. I, I, I mean, I could be getting this totally wrong. People might be like screaming at their radios right now as if you listen to podcasts <laughs> on radio. Oh, fun. But I do think that he he does, he has sacrificed in the past. He's probably got plenty of money now, though. And like None. Maybe, it's it's zero. zero. He's never had a first round pick. Never as a had a receiver. first round pick as a wide receiver. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Like, and I think a lot and of that two has quarterbacks, to, two quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> is pretty nuts. Uh, so he has done a lot over there. I'm not tying myself in Aaron Rodgers, actually. But, uh, <laughs> I put, what are we doing here? What are again, we But again, <laughs> again, if he, if he, if they traded him, right? Like, he's valuable. Like you could, if you're the, if you're the Packers, you got a young kid, just like you had with Rogers and Favre. You got a young kid that might slot right in. You maybe are coming up to a little bit of a rebuild. You got a little bit of a higher draft pick because you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to have seven wins max this season. Maybe you, maybe you move on from Aaron Rodgers and you get like a good edge rusher or something in a, in a package deal. And for a team that has everything but a quarter, which we said, there's a few of those. I mean, this offseason could be interesting for that reason. Or we're crossing the Packers off anyway. We're not crossing the lines off because apparently we have to talk about that in the fucking power. <laughs> Vikings are not crossing off, even though they have the most fucking inflated 10 and three records since the Pittsburgh Steelers of two years ago that almost broke up this podcast. And uh, we're moving on to the NFC West. I'm not I'm not uncrossing off the LA Rams because of Baker Mayfield. So like, let's just let's just like squash that right there. The Cardinals are crossed off, especially since. Very unfortunate. R.I.P. Kyler Murray's ACL. Uh, Bobby called that immediately in the Discord chat based on just how he cut. But the no contact was obvious. He was fucked right when that happened. Um, Oh, yeah. He's going to really enjoy his recuperation because I know he likes the game. uh, And I hope he comes back to a non-Cliff Kingsbury Arizona Cardinals because there's a lot of weapons there. And that dude is not the football line to have him. But they're crossed off. Got to keep the Seahawks. Got to keep the 49ers, obviously. And then the NFC East. This is funny because I actually think we should cross off the New York Giants. And I would cross them off before I would cross off the Commanders. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. Who, who do they have? Who yeah. does it, let's see what the schedule is. All right. Let's, let's, let's go to the phones <laughs> just to see what does it, what, what, what does it look like? So we got the co- New York Giants. Commanders. Season? We got, so let's. This we got wait because they're gonna play each other. Got it. This next week is loser leave town. No problem. It, no problem. Okay. Got it. All right. That does it. That that answers the question. Thank you for doing that. So that actually for what it's worth. Yeah. For what it's worth, the Giants don't have a division win this year. They have division. a tough division. They have a tough they're o- division. They're o three and one. They're one title against the Commanders. Wow. I am pretty fucking. I am pretty fucking surprised the Commanders are as good as they are. But you know what? We're not gonna spend any time talking about that. We're going to move right into the power rankings because it is the power rankings show. We've done our cross-offs. Less, less new ones than I thought we were going to have, but hey, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. You will be surprised to learn <laughs> that number 10 with a bullet on this week's Real BK Power Rankings are the Detroit Lions. Three wins in a row, Bob. I mean, I get it. I get it. DeAndre Swift's finally looking like himself. Mike, you're welcome. I think, uh, I think, I think I see why you put him in 10. Isn't it five wins in a row? Five, right? I thought it was two. It's, isn't it just two wins in a row? All right. Two wins in a row, Bob. I get it. Oh, I mean, oh I, okay. Okay. Yeah. But they, but they should have beat the Bills for the record. 
But yeah. Oh, well, shoulda, woulda, fuck, coulda. As, yeah. as our, our good okay. friend and uh, current podcast contributor, Mark Marangangelo, always says, horseshoes and hand grenades, my friend. Why are the Detroit Lions number 10 on your list? Do you see them lasting? Are they going to make a playoff run? What, what, what do you see of this, this Detroit Lions team? What, what's happening? I mean, they're in a tough division to, to make it out of, uh, considering the Vikings, as much as they're maybe low on the power rankings, they have a lot of wins. So what's your, what's your reasoning here? I just love the way that this team has been playing lately, man. They, they play like a team that knows that their ass is on the line because it was. I mean, listen, two and a half months ago, we were talking about Dan Campbell getting fired. Now they're one game out of the playoffs with two very questionable teams ahead of them on the last three, actually, if you count the Seahawks. So I just see it as like, listen, I don't really buy into the commanders, don't really buy into the Giants, and I half buy into the Seahawks. I buy into the Lions a little more because of that offense. You were buying that, it pretty that, hard on the Giants at one point this year. In fairness. Oh, yeah. But, but, but <laughs> that, that, that was when Dabble had his, had his uh, no regard for humankind mindset every week, and now he's kind of let his ass clench up the last three weeks. Well, um, I think we knew it was going to happen. I did try to say this when we, we were first starting to talk about the Giants and, and those sort of teams where the world was going to write itself. A yeah, you're like, is this, a, is this fake, and... like, fake winning streak? They're 5-0. and oh, Is that for real? Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, seven and five. You know, the the most redeeming quality about the Lions is how they have rallied to get around Dan Campbell. Yeah, how Jared Goff actually looks like a, a, a really good quarterback. I mean, uh, he isn't again, though. Uh, but he isn't though. Yeah, but he he this logic would dictate that if you're a bad quarterback, you go to a terrible team with not good skill players. You're probably going to get to see yourself out of the league, and what he's done is now throw for 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, and seven and seven picks. It, like he's pretty good this year, and they're three and one in the division. Like that you heard is it what here is, first, folks. The LA Rams made a mistake trading for Matt Stafford. They should have kept. They should have kept Jared Goff. You heard it here well, first. <laughs> I don't know that I said that, but you definitely heard. You definitely heard it here first. <laughs> No, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. It's just that, like, I, I think you're you're a little bit going to be a victim of the Kirk Cousins rule. It's like you're you're not going to get to the Super Bowl and win it with Jared Goff. It's just not going to happen. If you ask me, I'd be pretty fucking surprised. You might get to it, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe you get right, the right, Jimmy Garoppolo. Sorry, I don't want to hi- I, I hijack this, Bobby, so I apologize. But DK, gun to head right now. If you if you had to get, pick one quarterback that would That's get you to a Super question. Bowl, but, but not... <laughs> But not win it, but just get you there. Kirk Cousins or Jared Goss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm taking Jared Goff. I am. Yes. I yes. am. I am. Fuck. <laughs> that's my whole world, dude. was All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair. All right, I'm done talking shit about Jared Goff because Mike backed me into a corner. Oh my god, I'm never gonna fucking recover from that. All right. And hey, listen, as as much as we talk about the Vikings as frauds, they are ten and three. They have wins against, you know, the Bills. They they have wins against some quality. Oh, don't worry about it. We're gonna year. get to those fuckers. Don't worry. But 
Can't wait for the Lions for the Lions to win that game after everyone's questioning them. Why are they favorites in this game? For them to go out and and actually dominate the Vikings, you know, they can really because never the Vikings suck, Bobby. We've been talking about this all season. It's because the Vikings aren't good. Like they were due a fucking shellacking from a team that aren't very good. Like, well, you know, we're, whatever. We'll, we'll do the Seahawks first, just because I, I need to go in order, and my brain will explode, and then we'll get to the Vikings if that sounds fair and amenable to everybody. We'll talk about the Seattle Seahawks in the, I think I'd like to think the same sort of breath as we talk about the Vikings uh, or the Lions and these teams where, yeah, I mean, it's great. I, I, I did not enjoy watching Geno Smith free fall in the draft and, and the poor kid's face and everything that happened since then, especially getting drafted by the fucking New York Jets. But, and I want him to succeed. And I, and I, and I, I want, the the prototypical type of quarterback that he is to succeed for obvious reason, but the Seahawks aren't winning shit. <laughs> it's they did better than we thought, and that's really well advanced. Oh, yeah. But it's big boy time now, and it's time to go away. I mean, I I appreciate why they're number nine in the rankings. I think they're scrappy. I think that Pete Carroll deserves more credit than he's ever gotten by the merit of this season and. Maybe we should even go so far as to question Russell Wilson's pure talent levels if if the system is this good. Maybe both things can be true. I don't know. Uh, but is anyone going to sit here and talk me into the fucking Seattle Seahawks being contenders? Because as much as they're on the power rankings, I think we've discovered that 7, 8, 9, and 10 are the fucking also ran. It's a crapshoot. Yeah, exactly. 7, 8, 9, it just, 10. It just is. And it's been a weird but- season, but... Have you enjoyed watching the mic at least? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, thoughts. Geno should win comeback player of the year. Like, it, uh, it, like there's, it's, it's already actually, his, right? Yeah, like, it, like, of course. I mean, you think about the this, the way that he was treated uh, while, like, when he was drafted by the Jets, then whatever happened to him after he got let go, for sure. But to think about the fact that uh, Seattle gives up their what they think is you know their star quarterback, the reason for all their success. And just, you know, I'd say 14 weeks into the season, Seattle won that deal. I mean, yeah. Gino looks... They still looks, have. Yeah. <laughs> Gino, Gino looks... He, he looks, I would say, not elite, but really good. And I think the, the way that I would rate him, right, is the fact that Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf both have just like... They're, they're both 100 yards shy of 1,000 yards uh, receiving this year already. So... Yeah. He's he's spreading the ball out. He's not just uh, just holding in on DK uh, on DK Metcalf, and I don't know that this could be a fun team. I think the emergence of of Walker as their running back like that that adds another level to it. He's a beast, but I don't I don't that you know rookie of the year still for him, or you think Garrett Wilson's coming in with it with a shout? What do we think? Garrett's probably gonna take that. Yeah, I think Garrett too. I really thought he had it locked up up until um, like week eight. Well, he Ken Walker was out this past week, so that's why I kind of give the Seahawks uh, a little bit of a a break for that Panthers game. But at the same time, that is also why they're not contenders because their running back was out and then they proceeded to lose to the Carolina Panthers. You know, so it's like it's 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 a it's a catch 22 where it's like your running backs out. It's it's a very big portion of your offense, which, you know, gives you an excuse for this week. But also yeah. gives me little faith about what you're going to do for the rest of the season. It makes me think, though, too, and not to spend too much time on this, but a quick aside, because it has been, a f- uh, not for Denver fans, but a fun little through line 
throughout the whole NFL season, which is Russell Wilson going to Denver. You know, who is he going to be? Blah, blah, blah. Mike, you remember we did a prediction show like probably almost two years ago at this point. I was like, I don't know. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be that good. And you were like, no, they're definitely going to be good. Like they have Ty Logan, they have DK Metcalf. And they turned out to be shitty. I'm not doing a victory lap on that. I'm wondering. Feels like it. No, no, dude. It was was like, it was like, it was like a victory sprint. You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a light jog. That's all I can do these days. I'm in my 30s. The the lap's going to take a while. See you guys in a few minutes. But, uh, but what, what I mean to say is, you remember we had that conversation. I think that you were being informed by a real thing. There are talented skill players in Seattle. And I think that what we should have been doing is less condemning the Seahawks and more realizing earlier that Russell Wilson's either interest or talent level had dropped off before he even went to Denver. Like, I I think Geno Smith is having a great year. I'm not trying to take anything from him. But, like, again, there's teams that all they really need is a quarterback to get plugged in. And I think that the Seahawks might be on the bottom of that list. It's hardly the Vikings. You know, they're, they're not the Vikings. They're not, they're not a team that, that has skill players very clearly elevating their quarterback. But again, you drop Tom Brady in the, in the Seattle right now, which I, I can't see that happening with their, their shared history. But if you drop Tom Brady in the Seattle right now, and I'm not taking anything away from Geno Smith. I'm in fact, just trying to shit on Russell Wilson. I mean, he's he makes them a he makes them a seventy five percent win team, right? Like well, they're you know they're winning at least twelve games, thirteen games this season. If Tom Brady's their quarterback, you, right? You want to directly shit on Russell Wilson is if you drop Tom Brady into Denver, that team I don't is. Know. I think is, they have more is, problems than him. I that, do. But you know, if they so it's 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 statistical fact that if the Broncos had scored twenty points. In nine of their ten losses, they would have won those games. So you're saying their defense is like just just the, their defense out of is this next world level. good. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I I mean I agree that that he they don't they have the score. number one scoring defense in the league. They're they're averaging thirteen thirteen point seven points per game. So <laughs> bad. that's a, that, that is so bad. It's, it's actually the it's the worst in the Super Bowl era. Like it's not close. So. I, but so I, but I think the team, worst quarterback of can all you, times. Can you <laughs> imagine watching a football team that you're rooting for that is struggling? If you're averaging 14 points a game, that means that like it, it's a struggle to get to that 14 points a game because they've scored more than 14. Seems high watching them, less. honestly, now that I think about Just it. Just remember. <laughs> it we, seems fucking high. It's the lowest in the Super Bowl era. And since th- that started, there have been two. Un, uh, like, w- winless teams, and they, they're not even they're, like they're not even close to that. So you tell bad this offense is. You're telling me that the Rex Grossman Bears were a better offense, yes, than this Denver Broncos offense. What, what Bobby just told that. you is that is, is that Rex, if, if Rex Grossman was their quarterback this year, <laughs> they would have nine <laughs> less losses. Uh, what's Jim Miller doing? Call him Dude, up, bro. Seriously though, call him up. <laughs> So Russell Wilson's the worst quarterback of the NFL right now. Is what you're telling me? Well, he's yeah. the quarterback of the worst offense of the NFL right now. He has more. He has more bathrooms than touchdowns. Oh, that was no, that's true. There's no that. No, that's there's true. A, there's a YouTube there's video a TikTok, going around. He has, the TikTok goes checking in again, just because he has a crazy amount of bathrooms. That looks, is actually he, looks, why. he has twelve bathrooms. I think it was. Um, <laughs> it, it, he looks so. If you if you watch him, 
if you watch him, he looks so sad when he does it too, because he definitely didn't think by week 15 of the NFL season yeah. he'd still be doing there's these also this. Videos. There's also this other weird thing going on with him, right? And this is the last thing we'll do on Russell Wilson. The, so Seahawks and Russell Wilson are always going to be linked forever, right? Yeah, sure. I yeah. mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a champion, you know, and, and I think that, that there's a couple of those Seahawks teams that are very good. Not just their, not just their, arena or their you know or their circumstance or whatever and they should have two they're one play away from having two so i think that there is something to say for russell wilson's career i don't think you should be defined by this but how can we just talk for a second about how fucking weird of a guy he is like why why does he code switch so much depending on a situation like he's so how mad do you think subway are right now like like, it's dangerous it's It's so dangerous like with all the bad pr stuff like what is it about him like who is he as a person like as much as they all have public relations images right like they all have this like you don't really know who tom brady is but i could kind of guess right like i can sort of guess getting in that's the i don't know he probably drinks fucking kombucha instead of beer but like four beers in with tom brady i could guess what he would start to say about like the state yeah. of the world you know uh, russell wilson i have no fucking idea and like i get get out vibes from him like you know yeah, I feel, a movie like i'm like what what what's your fucking deal bro i feel like he's a he- he's a guy that has the heavy conversations that's who russell wilson is after a few beers we're like you're like bro yeah but he has like the no. weird side of the opinion on yeah it. the weird the weird <laughs> side right exactly Oh, man, I don't know. He's the cringiest human being I've ever seen. He's got some cringe to him. He's got some cringe to him. I I can't believe that Marshawn Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. But you have guys that played on his team that are full-blown transparent personalities in the NFL right now, like like Sherman, like Marshawn Lynch, guys that were his teammates that are are shockingly silent. Like, they're not coming out and going like, no, no, no. Russ is is the fucking A1, man. They're doing the opposite. They're kind of going, well, I don't know if they're saying... Directly Lynch shit about him. I think Marshall Lynch just talks out of pocket quite a bit. Well, also but. he asked he he let out of the world, let out to the world that he doesn't have Russell Wilson's phone number. It never did. That's he fucking has, weird. He has to call someone who calls Russell Wilson. Well, I I guess that that lends the question: Does anybody have Russell Wilson's phone number? Does right, Russell I mean, Wilson yeah. exist? Okay, does Russell so Wilson a, exist? So funny, right. so, so funny, so funny story, true story, right? When I did that commercial in uh, in Seattle, and we had some of the players, right? We had Tyler Lockett, we had DK Metcalf, yeah, some of the that. guys. We uh, we were, you know, dealing with them, getting them into the room, and and they it's their stadium that we were shooting at, so they were like, you know, pretty comfortable. But Tyler Lockett was like, "Yo, I need a haircut. Can you get me a barber?" And which is like a pretty normal request from like celebrity talent when you're shooting these commercials. And I was like, but I was in Seattle. Like, I didn't know any of my normal guys here in LA where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get you the guy that does drink. Like, it's fine. Like, here's his fucking resume. He'll do great. Like, I can call that dude. We're good. Like, he does drink. You guys can talk about Drake. I don't know what the fuck, whatever. I'll give him like a ludicrous amount of cash in his hand and then you can move on with your life. But uh, I couldn't find anybody. And finally, I talked to someone who talked to someone that like was in with the team and they got me Russell Wilson's guy. And I was like, oh, cool. I got Russell Wilson's barber. And he was fucking weird about it. <laughs> he was like, I was like, hey, Tyler Lockett's manager or agent or whoever the fuck I was talking to. I was like, I got Russell Wilson's barber. And the, the agent was like, OK, are you sure that's the only option? And I was like, interesting. And I, what my wow. first question was, was and I don't really care that we're saying this on the podcast because like what fucking ever. Uh, but my first question was, does Russell Wilson have that bad of a haircut? It's pretty fine. <laughs> 
But I maybe there's some weirdness. That's all I'm saying. So I'm saying, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, a lot there. to read into. That's a lot that's to read is that, into. A, is that a stepping on toes weirdness? Is that, that's I, weird. I, I that's think weird. that, I think the fact that the manager didn't hesitate, like he wasn't like, all right, let me check in with him. Like he was like, is there, is there nobody else? That's to me an established uh, issue. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. and that was the season I came back. We, right after I got back from that shoot, you and I had the conversation, Mike, about how good the Seahawks are going to be. And I was like, I don't know, man, it's weird over there. And you were like, no, they're so good. And then they sucked. And it was like, Ugh, weird room. Maybe he creates weird yeah, rooms. All right. Well, I'm glad we had that conversation. That was fun. That was fun. Fucking Russell Wilson. I mean, the, the guy's doing fine, right? He's doing okay. He can take a little bit of ribbing from the uh, Missing the Point podcast. All right. Fine. Let's talk about the Again. Again. Here we are. About the fucking Minnesota Vikings. I really like Jefferson. I think that he is oh, yeah. either one or one A best wide receiver in the nfl i think that and that's not something we're going to litigate here who else would you yeah ahead of them. not I, not not to litigate it but who's the other option i yeah. think a, a gentleman down in las vegas uh is, Devante, is having, okay. is, is having okay. a very okay. difficult uh, uh he's he's in a very difficult community but i think on pure talent he could have the season that uh that this southern gentleman is having if if given the right circumstances that's all i'm saying i, I Okay, so what I'm saying is essentially when I watch Devontae Adams, he is to me the kind of wide receiver that I look for. Like he's the guy that has the kind of skills and speed and the things that the things that he brings to the table. That to me reminds me of like Randy Moss and his right. I'm like, that's the guy. Uh, I think that it's completely fair to say it's Jefferson because of the the theatrical shit that he pulls off. But we're talking about a skill position on a team that isn't going to go anywhere because they have Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, which we talk about every every week. I think Devontae Adams could go somewhere else and do some shit. I think I, that. Go ahead. No, I I agree because all right, Jefferson right now is in the same offense that just produced Cooper Cup's record breaking season last year. Now, Cooper Cup put, also in the conversation if he wasn't uh, if he wasn't hurt, yeah. But it, with with Devon, if you put Devonte in this offense, I think you're right. I think he has an even better season than Jefferson's having right now. Sure, that's why I mean like one or one A though. Like I yeah. think Devonte, I think it's a little bit of a different skill set. I think that like if I was if I needed a red zone wide receiver, I'd probably take Jefferson. Right, like if if I needed somebody to come up in the corner, fifteen yards from the from the end zone line, I'd probably take Jefferson. If I was like in my own five and I needed to meet, I needed a breakout play, I'd probably take Devonte Adams. But again, we're splitting fucking hairs here, so it doesn't really matter. Point is, he's wasted in Minnesota and always will be if he doesn't get the fuck out of there. Minnesota's been pretty been pretty good to wide receivers though, like the last thirty yeah, years. Yeah, they once they been. get yeah, once they get a move, <laughs> like once they get a move to somewhere real. I mean, look at Randy. Like it, it's, but can you just can you just imagine and how digs. dumb how dumb the Eagles feel for taking whoever the fuck they picked. I mean, they feel over right, Jefferson. They got 11, 11, uh, Jay, Jalen Rager. It was Jalen Rager. And he's on the Minnesota now. He's on Minnesota now. Yeah. They're feeling okay. Yeah, but just, I mean, that, 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 that's a real powerhouse team with a quarterback yeah. that we don't know won't win anything. So we keep, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. Kirk Cousins is a fucking pussy. That's just what it is. <laughs> he, he, like, wait, let's just call, let's, let's just call it what it is. Let's call he it is. pussy a pussy. Let's call it spade a spade. He, like, like he has so much talent, and he's everything that you would want out of a quarterback from all of the stats and, and the physical attributes. He just doesn't have he just doesn't have the heart, but he, he doesn't have the winning mentality. So 
miles and miles of heart. It, I just it, think it makes... that if I had Dalvin Cook and I had Jefferson and I had these and I had fucking even Thielen, if I had these dudes right. and I was playing QB, I'd be like, look, look, I'm not NFL calibrator, obviously, but if I can hand it off to Dalvin Cook enough times and I know where Justin Jefferson is going to be, I could probably win some regular season games with Minnesota Vikings. Like these guys are all yeah. fucking believable, you know. And I just think that Kirk Cousins. I don't mean to keep bashing the guy. I mean, I know that I, know I do. That he's, I know that he's probably a nice fella, but we've spent every fucking single week on this podcast talking about what everyone in Minnesota knows, Bob, which is that you're not winning shit with Kirk Cousins as your QB. You're just not. I feel like if if they had an elite level defense, it would be different. But the fact is, they, they have they, one of the they, worst they, defenses in the league. So they've done that. They've done that. They've already like we've seen that story out of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Yeah, that's true. We have. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Four games in a row, they've given up 400 plus shots. Geno Smith over Kirk Cousins. I don't think they've this lost a game this year. This he iteration, yeah, yeah, comparable passing yards. Yeah, but I don't think they've lost a game this year. And I think that I'm like, I don't know, maybe he does something. Like now we're having the conversation, like maybe Geno Smith could beat the Vikings too, et cetera, et cetera. We know Kirk Cousins isn't doing it. We know. Like I put, I put my whole fucking mortgage on this motherfucker not winning a Super Bowl. I just will. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, Leah wouldn't the, let me, the, but I would be as, sure, but I couldn't talk her into it. But still. As high-powered of an offense as they have, like they're minus one point so differential. so high-powered, though. It Ma- really minus, is so good. Minus on one paper. point differential. That's how bad their defense is. Wild. Wild. <laughs> no, their defense, actually, honestly, their defense deserves a little bit more shit. In, it does. Terrible. It's fucking Kirk Cousins because yeah. it's bad. It's bad. They blitzed. They blitzed Goff thirteen times this past week. A he was only he was only pressured on twenty six percent of the total dropbacks, and he was ten of thirteen with two touchdowns on those blitzes. Can I ask you a question? And again, this is, I mean, I know I'm hosting the show, so sorry about this, but I'm about to drag it into another side. Is the blitz dead? I I'm really starting, and especially as a Chicago Bears fan, I, you know the '46 defense was everybody blitzed, <laughs> right? Like we get there so fast that it doesn't matter how nine guys are open in the in the. It's, it's one of my favorite defenses to play in Madden. Oh yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> if you if you know how to do it, you know if you know how to drop one safety back and really like make triangle plays, like you're good to go. Uh, and by triangle plays, I mean the triangle button on your PlayStation <laughs> controller, uh, which is the catch button. But not not a not a Michael Jordan reference. No, no, correct. No, no. Yeah, not not an NBA reference at all, and it would be more of a Phil Jackson reference. But regardless, well, fair. I think. Uh, thank you, thank you for all my NBA aficionados. Thank you, thank you. Is the blitz dead? I'm 100 percent sure that my next statement is true. If anyone can talk me out of it, if you can't get pressure on the quarterback with four, you can't get pressure on the quarterback effectively. Is that Agreed. now true in the modern NFL? I think you have to have guys that can that can rush four or even the next iteration might be rush three, play a three four, right? Not to get and we do try to get avoid getting into the X's and X's and O's on these podcasts because yeah, I mean we've been watching football a long time. We're trying to make it accessible for the layman here. But if you rush three or four and you get pressure, you have a good front line. You can you have a good defense at that point, right? If you have to send a linebacker in today's NFL with the skills that the quarterbacks have, with the quickness and reads that quarterbacks have, with how with how important it is to have plays develop early because of pressure on offense, right? It's always this tic-tac-toe back and forth with, with offenses and defenses. 
you have to be able to release quick these days in the post Tom Brady yeah. NFL, to be quite honest, you have to be able to release quick. If you can't pressure with four, you can't pressure. If you if you if you blitz a fucking quarter a, a linebacker, even Kirk Cousins is going to tear you apart. There's just going to be a hole. It's just the way that the the NFL works now. Is am I wrong? Talk no, me out. No, of no, no, no. Because you look at the best teams in the NFL. What do they do? They pressure with four. The the, yeah. the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Cowboys. I don't know much about the Bengals D line to be honest, but those three teams I know for a fact don't blitz that much and rely on their D line. So yeah, I'm with you. You have to you have to do it. If Brian Urlacher is an edge rusher in, in today's NFL, right? Like he's, they're going to, they're going to train him to be a fucking, an edge rusher or a full cover to uh, spy the quarterback. Sometimes middle linebacker that never rushes ever. Like, I, I think that's the, that's the situation we're in. Right. Yeah. I, I would just say, if, if you really just think about it, name a, a top like blitzing defense that didn't have a top corner. Right, because you've got to be able to yeah. play man. You have to be able to right. play man. You have to. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you can have the middle of the field covered because your linebackers nowadays have essentially turned into safeties. They're all about two inches shorter than they were when we were 12, right? They're all about, they're not 6'2", 275 anymore. They're 5'10", 205, right? Like, that's like that's the, the kind of prototypical linebacker now. I mean, uh, maybe the exact stats are off for, like, draft scouts. But those guys have to cover the middle of the field. Why? Because tight ends got more athletic. Uh, because running backs got better at pass catching. Because all the middle of the field is open for an offense now. So you're reacting as a defense. So you're right. You need a, a Jalen Ramsey. You need a Jalen Ramsey on your team to be able to cover the best wide receiver on, on the field. Which is tough because I think cornerback is a really hard job still. <laughs> because like, yeah, look, I, yeah, 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 corners corners are the hardest job. Like, if you think about if you think about like the, the like the the defenses when you think about blitzes, it's like oh yeah, the two thousand Ravens, yeah, they had Ed Reed. Two thousand one yeah, Patriots. I mean, yeah, well, he was had, an island though. And, yeah, like, Reeves Ty, was an island. Like Ty Law, Reeves. I mean, you have to have a corner that can shut you down. And yeah. if you don't, like you can blitz all the time. You're gonna get fucking torched. You gotta love that about defense, Bobby, because as an as a now uh, as a as a late adoptee in the I love an elite defense club. What you love is that as much as they try to change the rules to benefit offenses and defenses always come to fucking play, man. I love the Cowboys defenses here. We'll get to that. But I mean, you have that. You can you can bring pressure with four, right? You have uh uh ball hawk safeties and cornerbacks. You have athletic line linebackers that don't rush the QB. They come back and, and, and try to intercept balls or bat down balls or just pick up a guy in the middle of coverage if a big tight end comes in you're you're a late adopter to this to this whole scenario right yeah. so you have I to think, be on my team for this 100 i think what it is is it's impossible to scheme against a team that can rush three to four and get pressure you Good can point. scheme against a blitz but where when, are the holes right what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna fade over to this side and right. then all of a sudden the other dn is gonna come off the line and get him so it's impossible to scheme against or like we talked about with with rogers Everybody in the every offense now is trying to do this pump and dump. Like, yeah. let me drop into this lightning fast guy three yards over the thing like the Chiefs were able to do. And maybe he makes a play because the linebackers dropped a little bit back. So maybe we can get six, six to eight yards. It makes for a fun product. But man, defenses play catch up, but they've, they've done a pretty good job. I'm glad we got into that, into that chat. Uh, before we move on to the number seven Dolphins, are they fading? Are we yeah. worried? Because, like, I love that wide receiver duo. Is two of the guy, Mike, 
Where were you on the Just Dolphins at think- the start? And where are you now? Uh, well, if you remember at the start, I said that the Patriots were going to be cl- uh, closer to the Jets than they were the Dolphins. The Dolphins were probably the second team. That's true, though. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. And I think what what we saw against, against the Chargers is that Tua was uh, was kind of exposed in, in in this game, and and they didn't overly blitz. But when That's he's two going, games like, in a row what? Now, right? Yeah, ten of twenty eight for like a buck forty, and he's like and, one of one of sixteen. He started off and, right. Yeah, they they do. That's why they've it's it's a good solid number seven for the Dolphins because they they look a little found out. They're they're one of those teams though. Like to your point of like seven through ten is a is a crapshoot. When they're on, they are just as good as the top three. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we saw it. They beat the Bills. They yep. they, they beat some of these top teams. But it's really in the season easier to do that though. Like, like a more talented this, team has more time together, they get better, right? With this style of football team, yes. Because what the Dolphins do is they're just fast. They're fast. They're precision. They're all about hitting the spots and making big plays. When you get into December, that kind of fades. You know, it's not even like a you know a fatigue thing. It's just the weather, the type it's of why football the, that it's gets why, played. It's why those Patriots teams were so good. Because they did exactly that, but they did exactly that. It was like, hit your fucking spots. Don't care who you are. Don't care if you're Wes Welker or fucking mess Melker. You're you hit your fucking spot and catch the fucking ball. I don't care if it's two degrees or fucking 200 degrees. You hit your spot and catch the ball. Like that is a hard style of football to play, especially at this point in the season. Right. Like it's, and it, and all those underneath throws and stuff. It's, it, it it does become a little bit more about the athletic uh, guys that can make plays downfield and tired cornerbacks that have spent all this time. Uh, it's a tough division to come out of, Mike. Are we going to be talking about the Dolphins in the playoffs? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, that's really, I, I, yeah, I that's mean, really. I, I, I think that that offense is too, it is too much to handle on a consistent basis that, that, you know, they're what they're eight and five right now. You know, they're probably going to finish like 11 and six, which is, I mean, I think that that's better than most people would have given them credit for. And as long, you know, if they play in a wind trap like we like we lucked out against Buffalo last year, like two is gonna fucking suck. Like it's just gonna happen. But if it's regular conditions at any given time, Waddle or Tyree Kill could just go off for 150 yards in that game. Like it's that and their defense is just good enough to give their to always give their offense a chance to win. So yeah, I, but I do think that right now you're seeing the well, is are you are we sure that two is the right guy? Yeah, because there's going to be back a to this conversation, huh? Because yeah. for the first seven weeks of the season, he was. Right, the, I, like he's I an said, MVP candidate two weeks he's ago. McDaniel's, he's 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 McDaniel's guy, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But like I like I said to you, uh, I think it was you all the last time I was here. Uh, there's a, there's going to be a certain 46 year old quarterback that's going to want to go to Miami next year. Right. 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 I mean, that, like we like. I mean, it's been the same of the show. Uh, you know, there's got there's there's a few teams that are super talented, but one quarterback short. Are we putting the Dolphins, Bobby? Are we putting the Dolphins in that category? Are we giving up on two after two games? Two a games? Two a games? I think we'll know a lot more this week if if they come out. <laughs> Here we and, are and, again. And, no, they play They're Buffalo this, this week. Until we die. But, yeah. but they play Buffalo this week. So if they sure. come out and get absolutely smacked by Buffalo, then yeah, I think we know who the Dolphins are coming. Or do we? December. Or do we have a whole you know? separate conversation talking about how oh Buffalo is still weird, and maybe it was Buffalo not being good that like made this happen? Or but like I love the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but 
DK, if, if the final score of this game was like 43 42 in favor of the Chargers and 203 for 400 yards, a whole touchdowns. different conversation. Yep. Right. Like it, yep. it's, it, it's so it's not the loss, it's how he looked in the loss. Yeah. And no, I agree. Yeah, and, they, I, and I, and I, because I, because I really thought, and actually you and me and Bobby had this conversation in the Discord, happened to be the three participants. I thought he just got thrown off the week prior by how good, and we'll move on to this conversation next, how good the 49ers defense is. I, I just thought like any, they can make anybody look like that and he'll look the same again next week. I yeah. think that the Chargers are a good team and you, he, he entered into a situation where the Chargers were in the worst possible position that you wanted to play them in. So I, I want to give him another couple of weeks because they were they were a hit dog like they were they were hungry and they they needed to win to stay relevant and that's the last team you want to play especially with a guy like herbert uh quarterback like we, we already gave them their flowers on that on that win i just think the chargers came in hungry and wanting to win and i think that the the dolphins might have hit a ceiling a little but i would love to not write to a off just yeah. because i think they had two really tough games on the and the chargers game was tougher than it looked on paper like i just think it was like the chargers lose that game and they were relevant and they know that and now they're still relevant that's one game that could have determined one or the other and i've been on the chargers bandwagon since the start of the season it's been disappointing to see them not be that good but they're talented you know they got a bosa brother. oh yeah no it's not a joke but speaking of bosa brothers time to move on to the san francisco Fort Niners. the hell of a segue what a Fucking segue, dude. Studs everywhere on that 49ers. Yeah, unbelievable, team. man. Couldn't believe that my first thought, being a fan of the NFL uh, for as long as I have been, was Jimmy G's down. That's it. That's it. Their quarterback's gone down. I told them on the fucking podcast they're relying on too many guys that are too historically made of glass and take too many big hits like the Debo Samuels of the world. That man loves the middle of the field more than I would want any any of my skill guys to love. That dude needs to learn to love getting out of bounds. He absolutely does. But at this moment, he does not. So he's a fucking study. He's great to watch. The Jimmy G goes down. They almost look stronger. They almost look like they rallied around each other. They, they, have, they have a defense that, and you know, look, I mean, this is a theme. I fucking love defenses. I can't decide if I love the Cowboys defense or the 49ers defense more this season. The 49ers just have dudes everywhere. Just studs. Studs. If you were trying to pick up a girl at a drive through in the 1950s and the fucking San Francisco 49ers showed up, you'd, you'd, you'd count your chickens. You'd, you'd go home. That'd be it. They got studs everywhere. And I have not given up on this team. I mean, despite Jimmy G going down, it, it's the kind of team where somebody just walks in and they look almost as good. And they yeah. beat this Dolphins team that we were high on. So, Bob, I mean, I, I almost wanted you to put them a little higher on this list. How are you feeling about the San Francisco 49ers? If, as a Cowboys fan, let me ask you this. Just to start with a yes or no question, then you can go into detail about them. You don't want to see this 49ers team. No. No goddamn way. <laughs> no way. Team. Um, <laughs> the, I don't I don't want to praise Purdy too much yet and say that they're not Pretty in good, trouble though. when it comes playoff time, but that was impressive. That was Pretty very, good, though. very impressive. I just think the way this team's built the system, everything about it just lends to making it so easy for that quarterback to succeed. You know what I mean? You you look at who they have, the type of offense that they run, and then plus, like like you just said, that defense is is one of the top five I've ever seen, man. Like they, I can't, I can't decide. I, I, I've never had so two good. defenses to choose from like this. Like, I love the Cowboys defense. I genuinely do. I hate their offense so much that it makes <laughs> me 
want to like the 49ers defense more. The 49ers defense is much more consistent. You know who's going to show up and and they're not giving up. And, and they eat, they eat as a family, right? Like they eat as a family. Like exactly. It's, it's about their it's about their collective fucking performance and i think it's you guys have more studs that show out on a on a given day like that we're more bend we're more bend don't break a little bit this season which i was a little bit disappointed of we'll get out of the cowboys in a second because spoiler alert they're pretty high on the power ranks this year but who makes them mike kyle shanahan's a hell of a coach uh he's built a nice team down there are you i guess to start you off with a an easy kind of little ball yes or no question did jimmy g going down we know it was inevitable, but did him going down make them uh, take him out of contention? I don't think so. Uh, out of contention, no. But I think you know he he has a lot of you know criticism you know that's deserved, undeserved, whatever it might be. Jimmy G, like the moment will not be too big for Jimmy G in the playoffs. We do not know. Point. It's a fair point. We, we do not know how how Brock Purdy will will they handle. Lost the like, I, they lost a winner. They lost a proven winner. Yeah, I mean at. at NFC title game two out of the last three years was 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 Jimmy G. Now, some would say that walking into a game as your, your first as your first NFL start against the greatest of all time, like that is that's tough. And all Purdy had to do was not lose the game. And not only did he do that, but he like he in, in the three throws that I had from that game, he he threw dives. Yeah, and they look. Like, he they, had the, here's the thing, right? It's like. You have the just to, just sorry to interrupt you, but just to like really put a good. button on your point, I really agree with you because you have the I've come out of nowhere. I'm a backup QB. No one's game plan for me game, which we've talked about on this show. But then you have the yeah, you're that. But that was a tough throw. That right. was a tough throw, and you made it. And I had a few of those with him. So please continue. That that uh that sideline throw to McCaffrey for the touchdown. Oh, bro, he, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, like, like you could only throw it where he threw it for, for that for that to be the end result. And yeah. I think uh, two things. I think the moment this time wasn't too big for him. But I also think that what what this shows us is that you know Kyle Shanahan he could literally insert anybody any quarterback into into this role right now, and they should as long as they don't as long as as they don't do terribly, they should still roll. I just wonder what happens in in a playoff game, but. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's looking like uh, the old CMC, but that the new, the new, like, the new old CMC, I, right? Yeah, but, but Dre Greenlaw, that, that he's that, unbelievable, man. Buola Funga, whatever. So I think, I think Debo Samuel is my favorite school player in the league right now. I, I, I like watching what he does after he catches the ball is is a sight to behold. Right, but uh, on the defensive note, like Greenlaw is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every single play, he's there. So yeah, this is this is a fuck. This is a wagon. So we're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna drive home this defense real quick. So week seven, they lost to Kansas City. They gave up forty four points. Right since that game, 14, 16, 10, 0, 17, 7. Yeah. all wins, all wins. That was the week I traded them to your dad. Come by on, the way, Bobby, for the Cowboys defense, <laughs> and, and now my dad's in the playoffs. I'm playing. Them. Uh, I might, might come. I end up hoist by my own petard there. But that's absurd, guess, though. You know what I mean? Like they, oh, no, they played insane. the best offense, the best team in the league. That's a button on the point for sure. That's Let it. me ask you this: About this time last season, we were saying the Cincinnati Bengals could possibly make the playoffs as an outside shot. Why? Because it just, or sorry, make the Super Bowl as an outside shot is what we said. 
Why? Because they have some sort of pixie dust about them. If I were to take your very pretty agreeable point that I don't really know why it makes sense that Christian McCaffrey looks really good in that uniform. Like it looks like destiny in that uniform, right? If we were to take that, we were to say how they performed after their after their starting quarterback went down and then after their second string quarterback went down and how they're, if we're, te- we're speaking on technicalities here, how they're doing. Not a bad money bet, the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. to make it to the Super Bowl, to make it to the Super Bowl, right? Because if you ask any God-fearing, dedicated NFL fan, since I have two of them here, if the Cowboys see the 49ers in the playoffs, mm. I, I would put the smart money on the Cowboys, but you can see the 49ers winning. If the Eagles see the 49ers in the playoffs. You don't think the 49ers could win? I think the 49ers easily, I mean, not easily, but I think the 49ers win both of those games. And I think Bobby agrees with me too. I do. Uh, I think we should all put a little bit of money on the same screen. So like what you just said though, uh, Bobby, they build up 44 points to the the Chiefs. They're they're letting up 15.2 points per game this year. With With the 44 in there. That that's a fucking that's an elite defense in a world and in a league now where it's all predicated on high scoring offense. So I think no, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think you actually both will agree with me. I think defense shows up more in the playoffs and less in the Super Bowl. So this will be this will be a team that could get there, but then I would just say like if you have you know uh, Purdy versus Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, like they're go like he's not going to be able to sling with them, right? Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a fair and it's an interesting point. I think that it does lead us to our next topic, which is you said Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, and you did not say Josh Allen. So number five on the power rankings list is the Buffalo Bills, and I would just like to ask in a very simple way, uh, Mike, since you you brought up those other two quarterbacks, uh, why are we so weird about the Buffalo Bills all of a sudden? Uh, like they're still really talented on paper. What is it that's making them kind of not good or kind of not as good as we thought? What is it? So like they're still winning games. Yeah, they have like all world talent. I I agree. The games that they lost, like Josh Allen, which just has balls and, and, and that team is gritty and you lose to Minnesota. And before we knew that the Jets were good, you lose to the Jets. Now it's a divisional game, but then you lose to Miami. Like their losses were 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 really weird to me. And you know, I don't. I I think we're, we'll find out. That's not to pull a Bob, but like if they, <laughs> it is a power ranking show. It's fine to pull a Bob here. <laughs> if we, they, we allow it, if they if they blow the Dolphins out of the water uh, uh, this week, then. They're like they're back on track, but I think that the like they're just in this uh, situation where the expectations for them were so high that three losses, two of them being to like two losses in a row, and again to fucking Zach Wilson and, and Kirk Cousins, those are the two quarterbacks that you lose to two weeks in a row. That that kind of you know shakes your faith in them, but they're still the you know the class of the AFC right now. But I just don't think. You know, again, I'm biased. I don't think Mahomes loses two games in a row to Zach Wilson and to, and to Kirk Cousins. Bobby, are so that's they... That's why. Are, I mean, I see your point. 
just a tennis racket and over the, the the net to the other to the other side of this. Bobby, are they victims of their own success? Uh, are are they victims of their own expectations? I mean, there, there's no real way tangibly you can tell me that they aren't able to beat any AFC team they see in the playoffs. Like they are, they still mm-hmm. just are. They just lost a couple of weird games. Now they lost a couple of weird games to teams in November. Like the 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 games Mike is referencing to the Vikings to the Jets. These are when the air bubble teams are on high. There's still the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the Super Bowl. Are they victims of their own success, or do you see Bob a genuine flaw in this team that makes them not winners? Because I'd be surprised if it was Josh Allen, but maybe it's something else. No, it's definitely not Josh Allen. I, I do think there's a little bit of victims of their own success just because when you look at the rest of the NFL, this has been a really weird season. You know, there's been a lot of games where a lot of it's teams great. No, it has been amazing. There, no, <laughs> no team. You, well, like they don't belong in the same field as this team mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're competing with them. They're right there. I mean, you look at, you know, the, the Lions game on Thanksgiving, like you said, Zach Wilson beating them like this. It's it's just weird games that just happen. And this team is 10 and three. I, I saw a press conference with Josh Allen the other day that like they were going over all this stuff. And he, he literally goes, yeah, well, we, we just really don't think that your offense, you know, has what it takes to win in January. Josh They've Allen been going at goes, Josh Allen, dude. I he feel like goes, he, he, people okay. were trying to piss him off on purpose. Right? Okay. Like yeah. what, what, they, they won the game. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it, you need to win every single Sunday. And, and, I just have faith in Josh Allen. I do. I think where you're, I think where you're, what you're getting at is a really good point. It's as long as the Bills aren't thinking the things that everyone's deciding to say about them, as long as the Bills inside the locker room aren't hearing the shit in the media, hearing dumbasses like us talk about them on a podcast about how weird it is, but we can't put our finger on it. As long as the Bills aren't thinking that stuff, they've gotten, they've accomplished their goals. They're getting to playoff football. They've now, won four in a row. Four in a row. And, and honestly, their last four games are Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Bills, right? So, or sorry, Bills. Dolphins, Patriots. Bears, Bengals, Patriots. I was just really enjoying the alliteration. But those, yeah. So, I mean, I think they can beat their two divisional rivals. I think they can beat the Dolphins. I think they beat the Pats. I think that the, what, what's going to happen to the in the Bears game is the Bears game, the Bears are going to look like winning and then they're going to lose. So we, our draft stock. Rise is just well, that little bit more. I told you that like week five. Oh, no, no, that's, I mean, that's the your, voice, your voice has been ringing in my head ever since. <laughs> I've been like, I've been my whole outlook on the Just season. enough just to make them look good, but make them look like they can win and maybe some free agents want to come play. But yeah, no, you're totally right. I do think that we're going to just anticipate a little bit of we'll know more and that fun thing that we do when on January 2nd, New Year's hey. Day. It's my birthday. Uh, happy birthday in advance. Happy 40th. I was going to say, uh, I feel like that we'll know a ton about the Bills when they play the Bengals. I feel like the Dolphins, yeah, we'll know a little bit about them, but we can still sort of make those same sort of commiserations one way or the other about, oh, the Dolphins are like, da, 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 da. Bills, the Bengals play. We have we have ourselves a fucking AFC race right there. So the, uh, we'll see. That's going to be a great fucking game. Can't wait. If you've had to nitpick, right, which I, I that's my specialty. Kind of what we do here. Yeah, it's it's the deficiency of this team is that they don't have a rushing game aside from Josh Allen. And when is the last time that a, a team won the Super Bowl with their quarterback being their leading rusher? And uh, 
and also and also obviously they're leaving Basel. It just hasn't happened in so I think fucking it's a great, long. I think it's a really great great question, and I think that if any there's any team that they should be modeling themselves after in Buffalo, it's not a team that necessarily rushed their QB as fun to win a championship. But if you remember the Steelers teams, of, and this isn't, I'm not doing the Steelers thing, but if you remember the Steelers teams of the 2000s, they had a quarterback who was smart, made his reads really well, didn't have the same arm talent as the guys that were his current contemporaries and Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and the like. I guess at that point, there was points where maybe we were still talking about Philip Rivers in that breath, but not anymore. I think what you have to do for Josh Allen is you have to say you're a pocket QB before the play breaks down. But when the play breaks down, we plan for your options, right? You're hard right. to sack. You move around really well, but you can't. I mean, I even say this as a guy who has Justin Fields on his favorite NFL team. You can't put your quarterback's health on the line to the point to the to the point of making him a running back. You just, you just can't. Like it's right. it doesn't it doesn't dictate long term success. What dictates long term success with athletic quarterbacks that can move is the fear the other team has of of that QB actually scrambling, the ability to make a play work and and not get hit if it breaks down, but also you got to have an art. You just do. And, and Josh Allen has one. So it's but why I don't think this season is their year. But I think that if somebody realizes that if you, if you sit him down and make him watch, and I know this sounds crazy, but it, I think you can see my point a little bit, make him watch a thousand hours of Ben Roethlisberger tape, yeah. right? Like a yeah. thousand fucking hours of Ben Roethlisberger tape. And you make him into that 2.0, then that guy can win a fucking yeah, uh, That's, that's a, a great, great comparison. Yeah, because if you think about it too, the har- one of the hardest things to defend in the NFL is a scrambling quarterback. It's easy to defend but it's like those four quarterbacks. Steps the, yeah. But it's it's easy to defend an RPO. It's easy to defend yeah. a scheme run by a quarterback. Yeah. But when, when you have all the coverage downfield, and all of a sudden, this quarterback can escape out and get a 20-yard gain. Like, bro, there's there's literally nothing you could do about that. Look See, at Rodgers like in it. his prime, for God's right. sake. Yeah, like if, yeah. He, if he, hey, if he decided to take yep. a jog down the field, you were done. Like, he was going to get those 10 yards on you. He just was. So, yeah, I, I think it's they have the ability to kind of split the difference with him. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I think that the, the roster comparison is, is spot on. I think even if you just go back just a little bit further, like, you look at guys like Nair. McNair was never a yeah. run first yep. quarterback, yep. but he was someone that if you if he had to, he would he could kill you. And and the thing that scares me about uh, the Bills this year is that uh, Allen has a hundred rushing attempts. Yeah, like, that it's, it's should not, never. It's not, it's not healthy. And he doesn't like to slide that, either. That that means <laughs> you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just say about that weirdly. You know, well, let's say that seventy five of those are designed runs. You'd, you'd like to see him somewhere around like 40 rushing attempts yeah, yeah, yeah. for like for like 300 yards and not 100 yeah. for 630. So yeah. we're going to be having that the same conversation, me. I bet, about Justin Fields in two and a half years. Because I think Justin Fields, if he's, he's treated the right way, he becomes unsackable. Like he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league right now. But if he, he has the vision, the pocket awareness, and the athleticism to get out of some ludicrous situations... Right. And like I said, the last guy I saw able to do that to that level was Ben fucking Rosberger. Like, if he was elite at anything, guys, he was elite at making a play after he should have gone down. 
And right? that's yeah. so backbreaking to an NFL squad. Oh my you know god! And then that like, defense is like, fuck, we almost he, had it. Right, we did it. Right, it was over. We had fuck, it. like. I feel like the Bears have the Bears have made plays. They've made they've made games out of games on that exact thing that you just talked about on plays where even Mike McDaniel's on the sideline being like, "Stop, stop it's, running!" It's, it's this thing of like, I <laughs> which I was offended because he didn't take my advice. You know, <laughs> he's good. I, mean, I do like that guy. I do like that guy. He's one of us. He's a millennial. He's our fucking age, right? We're starting to see these motherfuckers like. Should populate. we be NFL head coaches? Maybe we should. Listen, I, I'll take the call. Right, I'll take the call. <laughs> I'd like to see how this Bears coaching scheme works out. But this time last year, I would have taken the job. So we're moving on to the final four, which we'll do our usual thing. Mike, you remember, hopefully, the uh, the, oh, yeah. the AFC-NFC championship game. It's worked, um, out. It's worked out really well. It's the worked top out four. super well. But I mean, yeah. there's ways around it if there is too many AFC teams in there. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the usual. I'm going to ask you guys uh, the, your NFC pick and your AFC pick. I'm going to just ask for your answers and then I'll circle back on explanations. I have a firm guess on what the first question's answer is going to be. So, Bob, Cowboys, Eagles play each other in the NFC Championship game. Who is going to the Super Bowl? Can I? So, Cowboys. But can I just, I know. Can you just I, elaborate? Yeah, can, no, no, <laughs> but before, before we get into that, before we get into that, I just want to, listen, I, I understand the looks of taking it down to the last minute against the worst team in the NFL. Because, listen, it's it's inexcusable. You should have blown that team out of the water, 100%. But the lack of I, I, the lack of praise that Dak Prescott got for that drive at the end of that game, listen, if that was, I, I think Booger McFarlane said this, if that was if that was Peyton Manning, if that was Tom Brady, if that was, you know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, all these guys, be good. I like all, all these guys, they would have, it would have been the number one story of sure. the week. I mean, look at that Tom Brady week where he he made that comeback against the Rams. It was all anyone was talking about the goat this, the goat that. Yeah. Listen, this dude showed absolute nuts of just steel on that totally. last drive. You know what I mean? And and to have that, it, it, I think was really the takeaway for me from this past week. I know so, what a lot of people are listen, saying, but I, I loved that I, last drive. Man. I think that's completely fair. And I, and I think that as a Cowboys fan, I think you should think that. I, I think that you should know that to be true in your heart. And I think that that truth could bring you to the promised land. I, I, I genuinely think that if you know that about your team and that team shows out and gets you to a Super Bowl and wins it, you're right and you're, and you're credible in that correctness. And you should have that correctness. Here's what I think the rest of us saw. Okay. <laughs> I bet the Texans to cover the spread. Yeah. Who, and, who didn't? And they did. Right. Because the Cowboys, I looked at that game and I went 14 layer, and a half. layer one. It was 17. So it by was the, 16. I bet, I bet 16 and a half. I, I went layer one. Oh, my God, the Cowboys are going to fucking absolutely dog walk the Texans. Jesus Christ. To layer two. The Cowboys could fuck this up. Right. So that's where I was. And I was right. That doesn't make you not right also. Right. That, it, it doesn't. But. This is the issue with the Dallas Cowboys. And as someone who I, and I hope you hear me on this because as someone who has been week in, week out on your fucking side with the Cowboys, loving the Cowboys defense, enjoying following them, enjoying getting players from their team traded to me in fantasies as, as I, you know, I got nothing to do at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday because of my uh, eccentric freelance working lifestyle. I just want to make some fucking fantasy, fantasy football trades. 
And I want Cowboys. I want their defense. I want Pollard. I want all these guys. I got Dak Prescott from Mike, for God's sake, just as my backup QB because Justin Fields is number one and he's a hell of a fantasy quarterback. I'm still right about them when I think they could fuck this up against the Houston Texans. They they could. could. So I guess the thing that kind of gives me pause, and Mike, I'm going to throw it to you on this one. Is Dak Prescott good enough to unshackle himself from the franchise bonds that are the Dallas Cowboys, the 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 historic truths that the Dallas Cowboys really bring to the table. I want him to be, and I think if he played in San Francisco, he might be. He might be. Oh, that makes talked me about want to vomit a, just t- thinking t- about t- it. Talked about in a different, <laughs> little bit of a different light, and he might be bringing different things to the table. But that is a heavy jersey, that Dallas Cowboys jersey. It's a heavy, heavy jersey, and it's not just because their owner is often pictured in very compromising civil rights situations. It's more that there's something about that franchise that can't seem to get over the hump. Like, am I hitting any bells at all here? As much as this pains me to say, I think that even though he was, he was hurt, this season has proved that Dak is elite. He can de-shackle himself from from the stigma that is the you know the Cowboys over the last twenty seven years, I mean, you heard it he, here first, folks. He, he literally had nobody to throw to this year besides C.D. Lamb. Nobody knew who the fuck Noah Brown was or Michael Gallup. Even though Bobby said that it was the best skill position fucking room entire <laughs> goddamn league, it's completely talking right. out of my ass on that one. Uh, but gotta do that sometimes. I remember saying it, being like, I don't know about that one. I was, I was like, like maybe sure? you know something I don't. I'm not gonna argue with him. He's a Cowboys fan. I think the thing that worries me about Dak, though, is that he, he has proven to be elite, but his, his moments where he kind of takes that step back and makes, and makes bad decisions always happen at the worst fucking time for the Cowboys. Like the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not the one to say it, but yes. So, yes, can, can he separate himself? Yes, I think that uh, he's proved that this year. And are you going to ask me who I'm taking out of these yeah, that was gonna be my. That's it's a beautiful segue. Eagles play the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Who are you send to the Super Bowl? Cowboys. Wow, we really have no fucking. I I think my faith in the Eagles has gone up the past three weeks. It has. It has. Like I I think yeah. that that like for for weeks and weeks they looked like that team that has Jalen Hurts as a quarterback that are obviously gonna fade, but those other teams did fade and they did. I really do think they have just studs everywhere, and and I, it's man, it's hard. It's 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 hard to say. I would if so. You guys both are taking the Cowboys. If I'm being well, quite honest with you, I would want the Cowboys to win in the NFC Championship games. They saw each other. I don't think it's mathematically possible at this point. Same division, similar records. I don't think they're seeing each other in the NFC Championship game. But this is the the kind of magical realism we we put in and on missing the point in the power rankings game. I would want. The Cowboys to win, but at this point, I'm a little scared of the Eagles, man. I, I genuinely am. I, I think Jalen Hurts. I'm I'm kind of done doubting that guy. It, is anyone? Am I crazy? No, it, th- th- this isn't so much of a of a. I doubt it's more about Jalen the Cowboys. Hurts. It's more about the Cowboys. Yeah, it's it's more about how competitive the game was when they played this year with Cooper Rush as the quarterback. Fair like, point. Fair I point. didn't. I didn't. Even I, though I, Dak can make that offense look worse than Cooper Rush made. It looked good though, right? Like his his floor to ceiling ratio is the issue. No, 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 about no, no. Well, no. I I think Cooper Rush 
uh, could make it work. It could make it look worse. I, but I, for whatever reason, I think Kellen Moore calls a more competent game. Whatever no, sure. He just made it look a certain way. And I think Dax floor is lower than that. The way that it yeah, looked but, with Cooper Rush in there. But his, but his ceiling is, I mean, just so yeah, much he higher. So, He's good. You want to know why you're feeling more confident? Past three weeks, 44 points, 35 points, 44 points. Yeah. So. I mean, they, they look, they look, they're going into the playoffs hot. You go in hot. 40 points, not 44. Sorry. I mean, it's fine. You, you know, you spotted him four. It could have easily right. been two safeties <laughs> later. Who knows? At the, at the risk of uh, dragging this out just a little, a little bit longer, can sure, I just ask a question now? With, with the Eagles, you know, being 12 and one right now, and they're, they're going to sew up the number one seed pretty soon. Knowing uh, how much momentum they have over the last just four weeks, do you risk benching and sitting their starters uh, to preserve their health? Or do you play them to make sure that you keep up the mojo and the momentum going into the playoffs? You play them because they're going to have a bye week. You don't want him sitting for two straight weeks. Two straight weeks yeah. is a long Yeah, he's time. right. I mean, for me, for me, the thing that I always think back to was knowing that Tom Brady shouldn't have played against the Giants in week 16. Ugh, the, the, the undefe- like, I know, no, but I, and I don't mean to bring that up in a shitty way. I just, I remember knowing that to be true going into that game and it turning out to be true. And I think that the idea of getting your team back in rhythm is more of a myth than obvious injuries happening. You know, like, so there's got to be a way to keep you guys. I, I understand that both things are valid, but like to right. risk any of those skill players or Jalen Hurts going down. Well, we, we saw this with the Colts when, when the Jets went into. Uh, our, that was like, my, uh, yeah. And, and, and they beat them. But my, my real point is like, you know, against, let's say that they beat Chicago and they beat Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're sitting at 14 and one. Mm-hmm. They've already, they're the number one seed. Do you start like? Do you play them against I, I New don't. Orleans? I don't. Re- I genuinely, I bench him. Like I see your point, right. Bobby. I, I genuinely do. Like I really see it's your a long point. time to sit. I understand, it's but you're three weeks. Like, but but like, okay. So you know the way there's that weird, there's that weird extra week in between you winning your conference championship and going into a Super Bowl. There's that weird extra week that seems to fuck teams up. I feel like one week is survivable. Two weeks fuck you up. Three weeks gives you rest. Like three weeks is enough to come back around and be like, yeah, we're studs though. Like we're good. Two weeks is like, man, I just kind of started to relax into my break. My body actually yeah. just started healing. Like three weeks isn't necessarily right off the bat worse to me than than two weeks. It might be we needed one extra week because I just started thinking about shit. Like to like one week, I'm like, whatever. I'm just playing. I'm, I'm getting after it. Two weeks, I'm like, fuck, man. I just started thinking about some shit. Like, are we actually good? Three weeks, I'm reconfident again. I met my fucking teammates for a barbecue on last Sunday, and we had a nice chat, and we had we ran some good practices this week. Three weeks off for a team as skilled as the Philadelphia Eagles should be scary for other teams, to be quite honest with you. You're taking a huge advantage of that bye week, and I think you should do it. Throwing another wrench in, it's kind of along the same same lines here. So Eagles aren't going to lose to the Bears, right? That's not going to happen. No, um, I think they might. You think it's possible? Okay, I would love that. I but, think it'd be a close game, and the Bears decide to let the Eagles walk away with a victory because we want to. It's okay. We, so, hypothetical world, we beat the Eagles, right? Yeah. That means in those last two weeks, the Eagles could be playing for a chance at either winning the division and getting the one seed, and if know, they drop one of those last, 
if they drop one of those last two games, they could fall all the way to the five seed. So if they if they hit that tough of a slump coming into the playoffs, they're done for. Yeah. I think yeah. they're done for. You're not you're not overcoming. I mean, even if you do make it to the Super Bowl, you're not overcoming it. The Cowboys game. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kansas City Chiefs team. All right, well, let's talk about the AFC for a second. I mean, damn, this is heating up, though. This is heating <laughs> up. I'm really fucking enjoying this NFL season. That's, oh, this NFC is crazy. I don't know who the fuck is going to win the NFC. I do, however, have a sneaking suspicion for who's going to win the NFC. Bobby, I'll go to you first. And I'm about to do that. Here it comes. Coming to you first. Chiefs, Bengals, who goes to Super Bowl? He's going to say Bengals, guys. He, he wants to say Bengals. I really want to say Bengals because... Okay, Bobby, how I'm, I'm going to go... Alyssa, I am going to say the Bengals because yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you the same exact rationale I gave you last week. I will believe that Patrick Mahomes can beat Joe Burrow when I see it. Until that day, I am picking the Bengals and, and history is on my side. So I'm going Bengals. I get... I, I, that's why I was kind of hoping that he would go to me first. Yeah, I, Joe Burrow has their fucking number. Yeah, it's it's so crazy to think about. And like we can talk about like when we were on the show last like, last year for the AFC title game. It's like, listen, if the Bengals just hold the Chiefs to twenty four or less, they're gonna win this game. And then it fucking happened. Like, I've, who said that? Just, it was who said? Oh, that was you. It's weird. Yeah, I would never. I don't usually so, quote myself, but I, I think. That offense, for some reason, like I never thought I would say that I, I would bet against Pat Mahomes, but yeah, it's the Bengals too. Like DK, would yeah. you pick anybody different? Yeah, no, I would hundred percent pick the Chiefs though. So, like, I, I mean, it's just like I hear, I, I hear what you're saying, Mike and Bobby, but you're no, no, I, I hundred percent do hear what you're saying, and all it sounds like to me, put through the filter of my dumb fucking brain, is like, wow, it's gonna be so much cooler when Pat Mahomes finally beats Joe Burrow, <laughs> like, and it's gonna happen. Because he's fucking Pat Mahomes. Because he has Travis Kelsey. Because he's getting Juju Smith-Schuster working in that offense. Because he's got three good running backs. And one of them's hurt. But the other two are still good all of a sudden for some reason. Those two are good. Edward Solaire sucks. I don't know if he, he sucks. He's, he, yes, he, well, he's on IR. But he's on IR, so it doesn't matter. But I don't like, know if he it's sucks. It's like a real, a real running back now. Regardless, they have McKinnon, who's nasty, who yep. had that sick... Patrick Mahomes improvised fucking. Oh my god, that pass. was so Go absurd. That's so ridiculous. But that's Pat Mahomes. He did it. He did it. That's in, Pat Mahomes. He did it in the most bullshit. I don't give a shit about this yeah. toss way ever. And it was so perfect and so amazing. He's it was just guy, like, bro. dude. He's just that guy. He's that dude. And I and I will ne- I I'm just I I spent so long, guys, growing up in New England, going, yeah, okay, Tom Brady, you can't blah blah blah. Yeah, okay, Tom Brady, you can't blah blah blah. I'm sick of it. I, I I can't keep coming out on the. And now that we have a fucking podcast we produce every week, I can't pe- keep being the guy that's just wrong about greatness. I I learned my lesson in my teens and twenties. Don't bet against the guy that's as good as Pat Mahomes is. Pat Mahomes is about to be the best quarterback in the NFL for the next decade. It's just, but what it's about? Like, but what about if, if if other guy that we're talking about has already rattled off two? I love Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Is it three straight victories against? I I, I love Joe Burrow so much that I'm going to make point to you right now. I've been on the fucking PR show on random 617 shows that we've done on every chance I've I've gotten to talk about the NFL this season. I said, Bobby, back me up on this. 
real quick. I've said you should not be putting Josh Allen in the same conversation as Pat Mahomes. That's insulting. It's crazy. Yep. I said at the start of the season, the conversation is Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes. Yeah. That is the conversation. Yep. That is yep. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. That is where we are. I My wife turned around to me week three of the NFL season and said, this is where, by the way, spoiler, this is where I got this take. Because I was listening to Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels and everyone would be like, Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes. And Leah said, that doesn't seem like a fair comparison. Pat Mahomes is way fucking better than Josh Allen. He's won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he's fucking, he's fucking steamroll Tom Brady. He's done all the fucking things. It's, it's true. <laughs> like, if there's anybody that has a conversation that's in the conversation against Pat Mahomes right now, who is objective to the NFL, it is Joe Burrow. So yeah. I want to land on one side of that argument. I don't want to land on one side of Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. Maybe one day, maybe he can Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger himself into this conversation. But the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in this conversation, as of right now, you heard it here first, folks. Play this on ESPN because I don't think any of your fucking pundits are saying this shit. Is Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes and it's a fucking fantastic thing to watch. But God damn it, I want it so bad. I want it so bad because they're both winners. They're both studs. And I think Josh Allen is too. Don't get me wrong. And I think he could be He could be involved in this conversation. But as of right now, I think those are the two guys. There's a one-on-one A. So I'm sending the Chiefs. You guys are sending the Bengals. I'm sending the... We're all, all three of us. I'm sending the Cowboys. I, I gotta, I gotta ride this just like four weeks in a row in a stress. No, no, I got, I gotta send this. I gotta ride this train out to the end. I gotta do it. We gotta do it. Stressful. I understand that you're shot. I'm with you, but I'm with you this year, buddy. We're, we're here. We're riding it out. So, Mike. Yeah. Your Cincinnati Bengals are playing your, yeah. your Dallas Mike Mark Angelo's Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Your, your, this is your Super Bowl scenario. Who's yeah. taking home that Lombardi trophy? Bengals. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and, Joe Burrow's yeah, here, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, as good, again, this is just my belief. And we can go and you can go back and, and look at the like the previous Super Bowls, but the, the defense is usually mitigated for whatever reason uh, or another in, in the Super Bowl. So I think maybe it comes down to the quarterback. I remember 2006. And, and And the quarterback. And if you had, again, Bobby, before you go, you had to pick a quarterback to win you a game in the fourth quarter with 10 seconds left, Joe Burrow or Dak Prescott, you are not picking Dak. You're not doing it. You're not. So it's the Bengals. Or Bob. Okay. Let me ask you this since we're getting closer and closer to the sort of the <laughs> drum line here. Your pick of the Bengals to beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Give me a score line. Uh, 28-24 Bengals. So I was thinking, like, I would, I would think if the Bengals saw the Cowboys in a Super Bowl, it would be like 17-7 Bengals. Does that make 20, sense? So, for, yes, for reasons? Yes, yes. That would be the most <laughs> fucking frustrating game to watch. But, but it makes sense for, it makes but, sense for no, reasons, Bobby, right? Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Because you know why you know you know why it's so frustrating? Because I can literally picture how that would happen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's Bobby, what I'm saying. I say 20, 24 Bengals, and I think that the that the that the, the Cowboys are up like twenty one to three in that game and Burrow comes back. Oh my back. god, this is getting memes. No, 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 it's not but like <laughs> it's it's anything against Mahomes. 
I can't twice. witness Bobby. I can't. Why? I she would have to fly to New York to make sure he doesn't fucking commit a sexual assault on a nine millimeter. <laughs> this, the dude would fucking legitimately kill himself if they blew a lead like that to the fucking Bengals in the Super Bowl. That would I I I could no, I couldn't witness it. The, 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 I promise you, like Bobby, you're not gonna believe me. Uh, but that's not an indictment. Like that's not an attack on you, or really, <laughs> or really, even, <laughs> or really even an indictment on the Cowboys. That's just that's just Joe Burn. That's no, just I what mean, he just, does. It could happen. It could happen. Okay, yeah. so Bob, sorry, sorry the dude. Cowboys are going to in your in your scenario, Bob. Forget all that. Dude, shake it off. You're Rocky. It's the ninth round. You've caught your second wind. You're going to come out and you're going to put on a good show against Apollo Creed here. All right? The Cowboys have seen the Bengals in your scenario. And who's winning and why? And, like, find your center here. Who's winning and why? Uh I think I think the Cowboys win. I know. Now don't look I know. at Mike. Crazy. Don't even look at him. Don't even Crazy. Look at him. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because last year, what was the Bengals' final out uh, undoing? That offensive line. When the Bengals played the Cowboys this year, what happened? Burrow got sacked seven times. He loves and, getting sacked. It's his and, favorite thing to do. I just, I just see best case scenario is, is five to six sacks, and it's like 21-13-ish, something like that. The only thing that scares me with this Cowboys defense is their rush defense. And that's that's the thing that's the least consistent. And I don't think the Bengals have the type of run game that the Cowboys struggle against. Cowboys struggle against outside zone runs. It, it's just a point in fact. And the Bengals love running it between the tackles with P. Ryan, with Mixon. So I, I think we could shut that down. I, I'm definitely picking Cowboys. I can't, I can't yeah, not. I, I, you know, I know what I mean? I know, like my, my mind just won't let me. Bobby? Bobby, what I would just say—I don't disagree before, with what you guys said. That's why I heard before, before you guys before I haven't DK, even done my pick yet. Fuck you. Before before DK goes, what I would just—you said seventeen to seven. No, I said, I'm saying that could be a realistic scoreline. I can see the Cowboys pulling that off for you. That's all I'm saying. It, in that game when they met this year, when the Cowboys sacked Joe Burrow seven times, the the Bengals were down seventeen to three going into the like, the last few minutes of the third quarter, and the final score of that game was twenty to seventeen. Like, so he still did it. He still almost <laughs> fucking did it. I'm, I'm just saying. No, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's tough. Or she's like, <laughs> No, I don't, know if that, I don't know if that applies here. I think it's tough because I don't want it to be true, but I can see it being true. But here's what I think is going to happen otherwise. I think that it's not going to be uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's going to be, like I said, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. So I got to ride on that. I think it is going to be the Cowboys. Secretly, I think it's going to be the 49ers, but it doesn't make for as entertaining as a conversation here. I think it is going to be the Cowboys. And I think that despite losing inevitably to the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, the Dallas Cowboys learned some stuff from losing to the Kansas oh. City in the Super yay. Bowl. Uh, <laughs> and I, and, yay. And I, no, no, I think that I think they come back in as I think they come back in as the the definitive number one team on talent uh, in, in the NFL the following season, even though they don't quite do as much to win. It's worked think, out really well for us in the past. So I can't I, yeah, wait. no, no, fair, fair, fair. I, I I just think that, and I'll even do I'll do you one favor. If I changed my pick in the AFC to see the Cincinnati Bengals come in to play the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I would love that. I think that would be awesome. I think, like I said last week, if that matchup happens, or even if the alternate matchup happens, we've seen a lot of great playoff games coming into that to make that happen, right? Like to, to see the Dallas Cowboys go through the NFC and 
inevitably have to beat the Philadelphia Eagles to, to make that happen. That'd be a great game. Like it's it's not going to be a foregone conclusion. It's going to be a lot of entertainment and a lot of content on this podcast. If the Bengals see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I really do believe the Cowboys have it. I, I genuinely believe the Cowboys have it. It's not because Joe Burrow's not sick. It's because they have not protected him. And I think you're totally right about that. I, they just ha- they haven't protected him. He doesn't have guys that, keep, that can keep him alive for the next 10 years. So for the sake of Joe Burrow being as good as, as we seemingly all think he is, I hope some fucking guards uh, try out for the Bengals next year. But like we talked about, if you can rush four and you can get pressure, you're a good defense. They will sack Joe Burrow eight times in the Super Bowl if they play each other. That is a fucking fact. And all Dak Prescott has to do is go be a goddamn elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So, for better or for worse, we've parsed out this uh, this fun little top ten. We've done some cross-offs. We've, we've laughed. We've cried. We've, uh, we've, we've seen the end of time and touched the end of the universe. And guys... I can't wait to be back together to talk about uh, talk about next week's NFL Power Rankings. Thank you so much for joining us for the real BK Bob Kelly, for Michael Marcangelo, for myself, DK Sizzle, and uh, Missing the Point, brought to you by the Winter's Edge Podcast Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week when everything will be different. Have a good night. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.